Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, June 22nd. I'm Wayne Pratt. Coronavirus appears to be spiking again in Missouri. State health officials report a record single-day increase of 413 COVID-19 cases. It's the first time Missouri has reported more than 400 cases in a day. The increase comes as courts throughout the state are reopening, but normalcy in the legal system is a long way off. How do you get a jury that's going to be engaged and fair to both sides? St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Littman reports on the slow process of restarting Missouri's courts. As we mentioned, it has been a record reporting period for coronavirus in Missouri. The state says 413 COVID-19 cases were reported yesterday, the first time Missouri has registered more than 400 cases in a day. That surpasses the previous daily high of 389 cases. That was on Saturday. Most of this spike is from rural counties in southwest Missouri. The state reports more than 18,000 cases since March and approximately 955 deaths. Illinois reported nearly 660 new cases yesterday. There have been more than 136,000 positive results and roughly 6,600 deaths in that state. As medical professionals battle the pandemic, coronavirus is changing healthcare training. St. Louis Public Radio's Kayla Drake explains how top medical schools in the St. Louis region will teach students about telemedicine. Medical schools at St. Louis University and Washington University will be teaching students about how to give care to patients over video calls this fall. Prior to the pandemic, WashU had no classes or clinicals dedicated to telemedicine. Tom Differ is an associate dean at the WashU School of Medicine. He says before the pandemic, telemedicine was a low priority compared to in-person care. But now that's not an option. And so if we said, well, you know, we just we just don't think that's as good as and we're not going to pay any attention to that. Um, that would be like saying no doctor ever has evening hours anymore. Right. Because people be like, yeah, so I'm not going to you. Diver says telemedicine will soon become a modern convenience that patients will expect. I'm Kayla Drake, St. Louis Public Radio. Small minority-owned businesses across the region were struggling to recover from the pandemic's economic impact when some suffered property damage from looters. Erica Henderson is with the St. Louis Economic Development Partnership and runs a program that has helped businesses repair shattered windows. She says short-term funding like grants and zero-interest loans are important for recovery, but in a moment when people are calling out racial injustices, Henderson says it's time to address long-standing barriers for minority business owners. So it's really using this as a learning moment for all of us just to say that we need to prioritize small businesses, businesses of color. Henderson says the partnership also is helping St. Louis County business owners figure out where and how to apply for recovery money. Some residents of a North St. Louis neighborhood are complaining that a small farm owned by a composting company is causing foul smells. They are calling on city officials to move the farm out of the neighborhood, which is north of Del Mar Boulevard. St. Louis Public Radio's Eli Chen reports. Several residents in Visitation Park want city officials to remove a farm built by Perennial City Composting. They say the smells are coming from composting chicken manure. The City Department of Health says there are 80 chickens on the four-parcel property. City residents can have up to eight chickens per parcel. 
Perennial City co-founder Tim Kiefer says he hasn't violated any laws. There are different ordinances in the city, seemingly well-meaning and uh, also not super clear. But some residents say they can enjoy their backyards because of the odors. Talia Hamilton lives behind the farm. I'm all for environmental justice, but this was no way to do it. City health officials say the company does not have permits to operate the farm. I'm Eli Chen, St. Louis Public Radio. The pandemic has essentially shut down normal court operations across Missouri. As state and local restrictions begin to ease, the doors to the courthouses are slowly opening. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Littman reports on local courts and the small steps toward normalcy. A May 16th order from the Missouri Supreme Court set out three phases for reopening and offered guidance on what judges should consider when deciding to progress to the next phase. Michael Burton is the presiding judge in St. Louis County. At first, he was frustrated the order wasn't more specific, but he says the flexibility came to make sense. There's some counties that haven't experienced, you know, any cases of COVID, um, whereas uh, some of the urban circuits have seen quite a bit of it. Burton is being cautious. His court recently moved into phase one, which expands slightly the number of hearings that can take place in person, but encourages the continued use of technology where possible. I think the fact that we have been moving as gradually as we have, we haven't seen huge amounts of uh, COVID in our you know, courthouse or in, in the jail or the detention facility. If all goes well, St. Louis County could resume jury trials on a limited basis in early July. The city of St. Louis was poised to restart jury trials today until a courthouse employee tested positive for COVID-19. Under the Supreme Court's guidelines, that's likely to delay things a couple of weeks. Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner says she wouldn't mind waiting a little bit longer. It'd be careless of me just to think, hey, we can't do something because I know we have to get back to doing some of our, our, our trial work. But I say, hey, we need to go slow. Whenever trials do get going again, they will look very different. There will be just two going on at any time, and they will be limited to serious crimes where the defendant has already spent extended time behind bars. In a meeting of the St. Louis judges last week, presiding judge Rex Burleson acknowledged that fewer people than normal may voluntarily answer their jury summons. We can have all the attorneys available. We can have the courtrooms available. We can have the judges available, but if we don't have the jurors, we're not going to have a jury trial. Stephen Reynolds, the lead public defender in St. Louis County, thinks it could be next year before the county has full jury pools on a regular basis. How do you get a jury that's going to be engaged and fair to both sides? Um, That's probably going to be a while before the community and juries are the community feels comfortable doing that. And that worries Martin Hutchins, a racial justice fellow at Arch City Defenders. He says the jury pool in the St. Louis area is already less diverse than the region's population. The COVID-19 pandemic will only exacerbate that, making it even less likely that non-white defendants get a jury of their peers. The jury is such a crucial bedrock of our legal system, and we just cannot allow any new categories of privilege to further influence the administration of justice. There are also practical concerns about socially distant trials with everyone wearing masks, says St. Charles County Prosecutor Tim Lomar. A jury trial is much like a dramatic performance. And just imagine if you've got a mask that's covering basically two thirds of your face, um, 
there are some limitations as, as to how you can perceive someone's body language and things like that. So far, courts in Missouri haven't gone the way of Texas, which recently did a full civil trial via video conference. But court personnel said they hope video sticks around for certain proceedings. David Mason, a trial judge in St. Louis, says he expects most of his brief meetings with attorneys known as status conferences will be virtual going forward. The lawyers are so happy that they can just do it quickly from their office without travel. Advocates for victims of domestic violence hope courts continue to allow people in abusive relationships to file for orders of protection online. That eliminates the stress of having to go to the courthouse or a police department. Burleson expects the court in St. Louis to be operating with some limits for up to two years. But with creativity and flexibility, he says, the legal process will survive the virus. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.